0: wherever you're listening. Um, Mike, how are you doing?
1: I am well. How about yourself?
0: Yeah, not too bad. A bit weary. It's uh, been, been a long and uh, very arduous week. Um, welcome, everyone, to Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Uh, I'm Fergus. I'm from
1: Arsenal Fans Forum. And I am Mike from Fanger's Coatsip. <laughs>
0: uh, and um, this is our podcast. So uh, we're a bit vain, and we, we, we did have a listen back to to uh, ourselves with cringing effects. And uh, what did you make of it,
1: Mike? Um, for the first one, I thought it went pretty well. I, I think it. I mean, it could have gone worse, to be honest. Um, I, I every time that I listened back to it, I think I listened to it about three or four times, and uh, every time I heard Santi in the background, it, it still made me laugh. But, uh, <laughs> unfortunately for those <laughs> well, that were so looking forward on, to it. Uh, he he won't be with us today but uh, he i'm sure he'll make a few more appearances in the future how about yourself what do you think would of have to arrange that.
0: i i thought it was quite good i've i, I had a bit of audio issue because i'm using um, a headset and i'm i uh, am uh, breathy and, and and stuff like that like and i found myself stuttering very much which i didn't like um, but i'd have bought a new mic and uh, i've struggled to get it set it up in time so i'm still on the headset but hopefully next week i'll have uh, the nice flash mic and that that'll be good i thought the content was very good i thought uh, we got on quite well um and it flowed uh it, it couldn't believe how quick an hour I flew
1: yeah i agree i think when i looked at the time it it kind of caught me off guard I didn't think that we had gone that long but again I think topics were good uh, maybe we could have dug a little bit deeper into certain things um, but overall I think it was yeah we got, we got some
0: feedback on the Uzmanov. And Cronky debate, and I think that might be one that we get a guest in on a later stage. Uh, was it at Herbie? Who
1: was who was it? Herbie
0: Gooner. Um, at Herbie Gooner. Yeah. Yeah. Herbie Gooner on on Twitter. He got involved in the in the podcast and um, put some comments in and s- sent us through some on on Twitter, uh, saying you know he could got in a bit more in depth and what he'd like on there. And I've had some feedback from other friends as well. Um, yeah. So let's uh, get in to this one so we we started we're watching the Burnley game and uh, uh, talk about multimedia I had a stream of the game on I had a phone on I had uh, a forum on um, and uh, text I was texting you and we made score predictions beforehand we decided to do a little league so what we decided is we predict the score before the game and whoever got the correct score got uh, three points and whoever got the correct Result, but not the correct score. Got one point uh, for the Burnley game. This was, and I predicted um, one nil. What did you predict,
1: Mike? Um, I went with two nil. So that means I'm on three points, <laughs> and you're only on one. Yeah, I'll catch up. It's plenty of time.
0: <laughs> okay, okay, and it runs to the end of the season. If anybody wants to join in, join in with us on uh, on the Facebook page or on Twitter, and um, we can. Um,
1: uh, we can keep, keep a log with that as well. So, here we go. So, before, before it's where I was start, Thursday. Before we start talking about your trip to Cologne, I just want to mention that. Oh no, I'm still excited about it. <laughs> last week, um, if any of you guys remember, I said on the podcast that it wouldn't be long before Arsenal was back ahead of Spurs. And lo and behold, you are correct. There we are. I didn't think it would happen that soon. But I knew it would happen and go figure that it happens immediately after we publish that podcast. And if
0: results go the right way, um, we could go above Man United as well because if if I think they're going to have a tricky fixture against
1: Watford tonight. And I can add to that by um, saying I think – I actually tweeted about it earlier um, today. I'm actually going to pull up the tweet just so we can uh, have a little bit of laugh about it. But I think that Leicester is going to cause some issues today for um, – spuds and i tweeted this morning do you um, think
0: spurs draw draw for spurs and a win for watford
1: i don't know if watford will win but i think it'll i could i could easily see a draw for both to to be honest with you so i i tweeted this morning um and for those of you who don't have me on twitter handle is m gonsalves g-o-n-c-a-l-v-e-s the number 10 and uh Fergus, you can share your handle as well, just to make sure that we're able to communicate. I six Gunner. All right. Um, but I tweeted. Surely the media are praying their love child doesn't draw points today against Leicester. If they do, only other fixture to save them from talking about it is if United draw points to Deenis' Cajones. So, i I think that uh, I think they're they're really going to be praying that Spurs don't mess things up today because if they do things kinda of went silent after their draw against Almighty West Brom this this the week.
0: Almighty. yeah. <laughs> yeah and they were they were they were quite un um quite unlucky West Brom. Yeah. With uh with the because they had a very late chance on was it?
1: Rondon. 89, 89, yeah. Yeah, he yeah Rondon sent, is huge. Terrible. So let's stop talking about those guys and uh let's talk about things that matter. Yeah. So so your trip to Cologne, how was that? Uh, Brilliant.
0: Absolutely brilliant. Lovely city. Weather was okay. Um, We didn't get too much rain. A bit of rain on the way out. I didn't get much sleep, I must admit, the night before, uh, a friend of mine who was travelling with me came and he stayed. We went for a couple of pints. um, And I got back. I was in bed for about 11. Um, I meant to be in for 10, but, uh, you know, uh, in bed for 11. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was actually officially on holidays. I wasn't in the sky, or anything like that, so I was on holidays. Um, and we're up again at half past three, but I woke about four or five times in a night, just, like you know, restless. So it was excitement. I, I, I put it down to not old age. Um, and uh, we, we took the channel Channel uh, tunnel, uh, put the car on the channel tunnel, drove over there. Reasonably decent journey, very little delays. And we got into Cologne for or about one o'clock got to check into our hotel we were in two different hotels because i was meeting some other people as well Uh, got to check in our hotel about two um obviously we're waiting around for an hour so we had to do the traditional drink some beers so we had a couple of pints um then i went across to the hotel where mark was staying because we he had to check in he could check in at three and bumped into dave hurley and he's the Dave, uh, Dave. Dave made a comment on um, uh, on our Guns and Ribbons Facebook page about he was the, he was the guy who was sitting at his desk listening to the podcast that every gooner should listen to. Oh yeah. So the man knows his stuff, and he was with uh, Nick and a few of the other guys, Lee, uh, and our group and their group got together. So there's about eleven of us, and we uh, we made our way around a few bars and eventually found ourselves in. Uh, a small square um, and that's where the, the main arsenal, uh, arsenal lot were there there was, there was some good singing I suppose we were there for three hours two three, before we had to make our way out to the, the ground but the atmosphere was great um no, I grow such. The only thing I found strange that the beer was really small. Wasn't he 0. 0.4 of a liter as a big beer and 0. 0.2 for a small a small beer. So you know <laughs> there were girly beers and they served us in glasses. So at the stadium. So everyone's outside on the pavements. No, this this is at, at the pub. Oh, okay. So everyone's outside the pub. And on a pavement by a Christmas market, nobody could get to the bar and the servings and glasses. People who put the glasses on the pavement tucked out of the way, they're getting kicked over. So there's smashed glass everywhere. <laughs> um, couldn't get to the toilets, but conveniently, the Germans put plenty of Christmas trees by and uh, the, the delicately placed flags uh, were, were used as well, which uh, wow. yeah, it, was, it was pleasant. <laughs> <laughs> How was the weather? Um, g- What's that? How was the weather? Weather, it was a bit like England, so um, it was about 15 degrees, so it wasn't too bad. Um, the rain held off. It was it was like autumn, but n- not horrible. You could stand outside and, and, and that was fine. Getting the tram up to uh, the stadium was really good. Um, we had packed this carriage out. It was mixed between Arsenal and uh, Cologne fans. But, oh, did we have a chant on there. Banging the roofs. And, uh, <laughs> Rocky Rocky went off. Uh, good old Arsenal went off. Uh, a lot of the really, really old songs went off. One of my favourite songs, though, that um, went uh, outside the pub was a Harry Kane one. Yeah, to the tune of Harry Kane, he's one of their own. It was na Harry Kane <laughs> <laughs> that was hilarious.
1: It's fantastic. I was uh, I was preparing for the match um, in a different way. I, it was Thanksgiving here in the United States, so got together at my sister's house with some family, and none of them. Just a reminder, by the way, I sent uh, a message to my brother. <laughs> <laughs> my my dad's a Man United fan, and my brother-in-law's a Man United fan. Um, so as you can imagine, they were watching attentively to see what the outcome was, which wasn't what we expected. But uh, we'll talk about that shortly. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, I could tell by watching the match, just you could hear the atmosphere uh, from the supporters. Even the, the home supporters were, were fantastic. You could tell that they were really into it. Well
0: Go ahead. About half hour in, do you heard the chant where the Arsenal fans and the Cologne fans were going Tottenham are shit, yeah, Tottenham are <laughs> shit. I'll send you a clip of that audio. I'm sure we'll uh, we'll we'll edit a little bit of it in for later on. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Can't Again, let, can't let the, that go. The, the,
0: the only criticism I'll have is about trying to get into the stadium. Ah. Oh, it was murder absolutely murder they had about four turnstiles open they're trying to do security obviously that security is a paramount thing at the minute but it just seems that didn't have enough people and they're trying to check people's passports and some people were getting checked some people weren't at five to seven at five to seven yeah five to six uk time um People, do, there was hardly anybody in the ground. Um, I got in at seven o'clock, so five us beforehand. Went to get a beer, um, but didn't bother because it was alcohol-free, and what's the point?
1: <laughs> oh, they don't sell alcohol five in the stadium. Year, five, you? Uh,
0: it was categorized as a high-risk game, so the beer uh, okay. it varies. What strength beer they do? So they do from zero percent up to normal strength beer. I, I went to a game, my my daughter lives in Dresden and I went to Dresden uh, Dynamo Dresden game and it was normal strength beer there so it, it does depend I think due to the antics that went on in London and, and the high profile nature of it they just thought that uh, give us give us um, zero
1: alcohol beer. Yeah that makes sense. What did you make of the match? So um, I was I guess my expectations going into it weren't be um, a brilliant fixture I mean I thought that given the, the the change of personnel and, I guess, just switching up the players and, and the rotation, I think it was obvious and most likely expected that there was going to be um, not great flow to the way we played, um, as has been the case with a few other of the uh, Europa League matches. But I I think we had... I would probably say the first half I mean I thought we played decent I think we should have gone into the half in the lead Um, had a couple of chances Maitland-Niles was brilliant down that left side Um, Jack played well as well I think in in the first minute him
0: Jack and Welbs um team not they could have had
1: a goal in the first minute yeah and then I mean Coughlin had a shot from outside the box which which didn't go too far off and then he had that strike off the post but apart from those two plays that Coughlin had I think he was um, not very good on the day he had a couple of terrible passes a couple of poor decisions but um, in terms of the match I, like I said I, I didn't my expectations weren't too high um, the fact that we lost kind of pissed me off um just because we lost and the fact that i was in a house with two manchester united fans so they didn't they didn't let me forget that um i remember my dad came into the to the living room and said they're losing and i didn't even say anything to it because it would it was that was basically him throwing the bait out there for me to argue with him so it wasn't don't 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 bite (laughs) (laughs) me. so um yeah overall i'm not i'm not yeah, I would have liked to win. I would have liked to at least draw. Uh, I think the fact that we came out on top of the group, given the, the rotation that he's been doing, I think is pretty impressive. And
0: I, I think you're talking about the result there. I think there needs to be an honorary mention for uh, Mark, one of the guys who's within my party, and, and Dave, the Dave we mentioned there. Um, I asked Mark if he wanted to travel out with me, and he went, "Yeah, why not? Yeah, I'll sit in the car. Yeah, why yeah, that should be good fun." And I found out when we were in Germany having a beer that he was in Paris and for uh, the Champions League final, didn't have a ticket, but he was in a bar. He was um, in Paris for '95, the Naim halfway line he was in Copenhagen in 94 he's been in Ghent this was his sixth European away trip wow and he had never seen Arsenal win huh. fucking Jonah that's, that's what he is a fucking Jonah Why did I, if I knew that
1: I wouldn't have invited him can't take him anywhere
0: no I can't take him anywhere and what Dave's not hell? better apparently <laughs>
1: Seriously, what the hell? yeah uh,
0: rest assured um, they won't be coming again with me. <laughs> Good uh, in, in the first half, though, I think they, they had one shot that Aspina saved.
1: Yeah, which was early on. I actually have a note here, but it was early on in the match uh, and, and it looked like it might have even been going wide. Um, he ended up sending it out for a corner kick, but uh, I'm glad that he didn't take the chance on it, but apart from that, they didn't offensively they were terrible which I guess goes to show yeah. why they're so far down the Bundesliga standings. Two points, is it, in 12 games? Yeah, and they can't score to save their lives. And, of course, they get bailed they out. the score twice. They got bailed out by a, what I think was a soft penalty. As soon as he made that pass, before the contact even came, I knew – you could see it all unfolding. Like he's going to go, they're going to meet shoulder yeah. to shoulder and he's going to go to ground. It was essentially the exact same play as Richarlison when we played away to Watford.
0: Uh, yeah. Our Sterling against us in at Man City, wasn't it? It's, yeah. Um, yeah. Very, very similar. Yeah. Um, yeah. Th- th- but that was their only, their only opportunity. I think a minute beforehand they had a shot and then it was, it was the penalty. Um, uh, I, I didn't. I didn't think oh, we were down the far end. Well, I was on the upper tier at the at the far end of the pitch, and I could see it, it was Debussy. But I just thought it was a coming together. I've looked at the replay since, um, and on the replay, it, it just looks like. Per and Di sandwich him but Per pulls back because he can see what the guy's going to do Di puts his leg behind his leg but doesn't really make any contact with him at all and down he goes he sold it good to the ref like you know listen we can go on to the next game a little bit the Burnley one was probably a stronger shout but uh i i it was a very very soft penalty very soft penalty
1: yeah i agree i think they came together shoulder to shoulder the momentum of the two of them and he made the most of it and he got the call um i think going back to what Would you, you make said last time um, I I actually think he looked he looked pretty good. He looked uh, full of confidence. He had that play towards the end there that I thought he was going to put it away, but um, wasn't able to kind of get it out of the vicinity of the goalkeeper. But
0: yeah, there, there was there was Reese Nelson, and then not long after that, uh, Eddie and Teke and Jack. The, I think the three of them uh, tied up together, and they came close as well. It was, it was really tight towards the end. It, uh, you, you you could see a, a goal coming, but we just need another. Half an hour, an hour.
1: Maybe yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what I do want to mention in that first half was there was a link up play between Jack Wilshire and Giroux in the first half, which. Giroud picked the wrong pass. Uh, Wilshire had a couple passes and then he got into the edge of the box, played it to Giroud. If Giroud lays it off back to Wilshere, it turns it almost essentially the same exact play that we saw um, against Norwich. That goal that has done its rounds across the internet where they, you know, all one touch. Um, and for yeah, some yeah. reason, Giroud picked the wrong pass. He passed it to his right into traffic and Jack Wilshire was running towards goal all by himself. I I literally lost my mind when he made that pass. I couldn't believe it.
0: That's about 20 minutes in, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, more or less. I I mean, you could see it unfolding and I was like, okay, he's going to make the give and go. And it was like he did it on purpose almost. Like there was no reason for him not to pick that pass and he totally messed it up.
0: (sighs) And there was one where Jack came close with a header as well in the first half. Yeah, Went right, right so after the keeper. He headed it, and right at the keeper. Um, Giroud, you mentioned Giroud. I didn't actually didn't notice Giroud until uh, I
1: think it was in the second half. Yeah, was, uh, seventy-five minutes that I've noted. Yeah, he was a uh, he was a bystander, which was unfortunate. He
0: was uh, arse most of the time. He kept on coming into people and just sliding and landing on his ass.
1: Yeah, I think, I think it goes back to what we mentioned in the, the previous podcast is I think he's kind of losing that momentum and that confidence, not really being involved with the, the first team. I think him being rotated and playing with, uh, you know, some of those fringe players, he's not really establishing um, really a connection, a motivation, a confidence, and it's really hurting him, especially for someone like him who's not, he's not a player that can kind of make his own confidence right in terms of he's not capable of picking the ball up and just kind of going at players and really giving himself a confidence boost in that sense. He, he's really dependent on those around him. Um, you know, whereas an Alexis Sanchez, for example, can pick the ball up and, and do his own thing and, and kind of create opportunities on his own. Whereas Giroux is dependent on the service that he's getting in the box around the box. And the lack of that, I think is, really hurting his confidence. And I think it showed, um, on
0: Thursday. He's got a hold
1: on the ball up. He, he's been a good servant of the
0: club. I think he's he's played well for the club. Um, he's never been a star, star, star striker, but you know, I, I'd still like to keep him in the squad, but I don't think he's, I don't think he's first squad material now, except for at the odd game if you've got somebody, he might be useful. He could he could have been useful probably against Burnley just by the way that, that they play a bit more, more negative way of playing so that you've got somebody to hold the ball up and give you an
1: outlet. Yeah, he he's definitely can offer you that target um, type of play. But again, I think it's going to take some time for him to get his confidence back up. But, but it's interesting to see how he performs on the international stage. Um, seems to be doing well for France still, but he just can't seem to put it together. But again, the, the lot of players around him on the national team and the lot of players around him on the Europa League, lineup are completely night and day. So I guess it yeah. doesn't, doesn't necessarily surprise me.
0: But Yeah, if you got yeah. Griezmann Griezmann and Lacazette either side of you well then yeah. Yeah, you are good. you <laughs> <Yeah>. are. <good.
1: laughs> um, speaking of Giroud, I that he's going to be my so he's going to be my negative for that that match. I think there was a few that probably could have fallen into that bucket. There there weren't anyone. Are you cutting your nails? What was that? Are you cutting your nails? No, I was I was playing with a clip that I had here.
0: you're <laughs> <laughs> like your nails.
1: <laughs> no, no, I, I wouldn't do that to you. <laughs> um, yeah, he's going to be my negative. Sorry, um, bro, he, 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 again, negative. I, I think just going back to what I just said, I, uh, it's unfortunate because I like him. I think he's, like you said, he's been a good servant to the club. I really do like him. He's not world-class, but he's also not your average striker. I mean, his, his his numbers that he's put in for the club, his numbers that he's done on the international stage, I think speak volumes. And again, he's not your typical striker, I guess. And that's what given the, the time, the era that we live in, people are always looking for the flashy type of player. You know, the the guys like Aguero and Sanchez who, you know, pick the ball up and go by you. He's not that type of player. He's, I would say he's probably a more of an old school type of striker, but he gets yeah, the job done. Ireland
0: have got players like that. Like you got yeah. Walters and Long and so on. Okay, they can run a bit better than him because he, he runs like a chicken. I hate but, Walters, um,
1: by the way. Yeah. Sorry? I hate Walters. I, I can't stand watching him play. <laughs> why i don't know why it just frustrates the hell out of me
0: that's that's just watching ireland anyway so <laughs> that that just goes goes with the territory my right. negative would be chambers and why was he played out there by the way yeah that's if you're going to play chambers Play, play him in his position which he can play centre back he can play one of the back three you could have easily uh, you know rotated I don't know who do who we have at the back three we had Debussy. Heard holding of Debussy in I suppose you're going to struggle to get in above he's going to, it's either going to be other chambers or Debussy and Debussy needs a bit of game time mind you does he because he's, he's out of contract and chambers have been well, he will be added a contract at the end of the season, and Chambers has signed a new contract recently. So I would have probably, in the game that it was, I would have probably played Chambers.
1: Yeah, although I, th- I think he might just be putting Debushi in the window, a shop window. I think that he might try to make one last push to get him off the books in January, opposed to holding on to him and letting him walk for free. I mean, even if you get a couple of million for him, I think that will be decent considering
0: you know if somebody, if somebody will take him I, I i've rated him as a player i thought he was really good and i think we had this in the in the first pod um he, he's a good player uh he's just been unfortunate he got injured when he, he first came to us and he's never really got back into the fold i think he could have been fantastic for us
1: yeah i liked him when we signed him from newcastle to be honest i think yeah. t- the timing of his injuries and the fact that during that time Bellerin really stepped onto the stage, oh, um, about hurt him. So I think the two of those really hurt him the most. And when he came back, he essentially had already lost a spot. Whereas had Bellerin not performed the way he did, he probably would have had more of a chance to get a spot back, but it didn't work out for him.
0: What would you go with your positives? My positive, I've got one of two. Um, either, I think Maiden and Niles, because he's such a young lad, and, uh, he, he just he created so much for him and my other positive, which is Jack. I thought I thought they were, they were the only ones trying in the game that looked like they could could give us anything until later on when we added on some more youth with uh, Nelson and, and Eddie. But make the Niles overall. played. I think he played the full ninety minutes. Um, Jack definitely did. Yeah. It was. I was quite high up, Um, but yeah, but I I thought Jack had a good game um, and Maitland-Niles. Yeah,
1: Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, Maitland-Niles, to me, was probably, that was probably his best performance all year. Um, He's, I mean, he's obviously played before, but I think given the opportunities that he's had this year, I think to me, that was his best performance. I mean, he was getting down the line. Um, he was going at the defender. He caused them all sorts of issues in that first 15-20 minutes uh, down that left side. Uh, and again, unfortunate that we weren't able to get a goal off of any of the times that he got down the line, but um, I think he was a bright spot for us. And the other one, Jack, like you said, uh, I would agree and I saw some posts on social media, Facebook, Twitter, which I was surprised by people saying, you know, this is why Jack doesn't get into the starting eleven in the Premier League, and I, I really didn't understand the stick. I mean, I didn't, I didn't think he was poor. I, I obviously he made some poor decisions, but like you said, I think he was I mean, one of the brightest, He's, right he's only as good as the service he gets. Correct. He, he- <laughs> Yeah and I mean if he he doesn't have guys like you know Giroud's not a guy that's going to make runs for him right so he's Jack's the type of guy that's going to want to pick that pass and if you don't have someone getting in behind to to put that pass there then you're limited right you're going to have to play you know a shorter pass keep things in front of you so like you said I think he was a bright spot he he tried to play direct he he tried to create things and he did what he could with what he had I think I think we touched
0: on it uh, as well. The, the final positive for me is the Germans do have some taste.
1: Cause you know what? Tottenham are shit. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I agree with that. <laughs> so on to and Burnley. Yeah. So Burnley was, I think we spoke about it last week, uh, potential banana skin. And let me tell you what a banana skin that would have been. Um, Left it late. Like we did the last time. Holy sh! last time, last two times. Yep. Last year, it's Kostyami.
0: Ozil, and- calling in Ozil, sick at the, uh, at the 11th hour. I, uh, there's a lot of sickness bug and stuff going around. You could easily, I, I expect that he's genuine because uh, the guy is in the shop window himself. So, um, I'm, I'm, I'm sure he, he wouldn't have just dipped out of a game like that because he's normally up for the, the smaller games and it's the, it's the bigger games that people criticize him about. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it did, it did show we did miss him. We did we did definitely miss him.
1: Yeah, it definitely surprised me to see the uh, starting 11 with Iwobi in there instead of uh, Ozil. But uh, listening to Wenger's press conference this morning, um, he did say it's not a virus, which is good. He was supposed to do a fitness test today.
0: To he has was- been training. I just checked on the internet about the injury news before we come on. Yeah. And yeah, he's back. He's Meso- Ozil is back in training
1: ahead of Huddersfield Clash. So yeah. he should be available. Yeah, so he was—he was supposed to do some late fitness tests, but I don't know if he's going to be available. To be honest with you, um, I guess we'll talk about that. I'd later. rather keep him for the uh, United <laughs> game. Yeah, uh, we're jumping so, so I guess I guess just looking at this, um, I I do want to call out mitch uh, ferguson on facebook who left us a message um, who said for all the criticism ozil gets for his relaxed style of play every time he doesn't play we can see a lot more possession and goal scoring opportunities which takes me into um, that first half Uh, I, i remember i sent you a message and we were talking back and forth about it but what i don't understand is multimedia we we pressure teams like Uh, Spurs and Manchester City high right? we don't let them come out playing because they're teams that can move the ball um, and they can hurt you on any side any any part of the pitch but against a team like Burnley who I mean theoretically they normally play a direct game Um, you know Sean Dyche has done a pretty good job in changing that this year they they they're able to move the ball a little bit better. But why would we not keep that same approach and, and force them to play long opposed to letting them walk into our half with the ball and then continuously just pump balls into the box and force, you know, the, the three backs and, and Peter Check to be under pressure? I didn't understand yeah, that. And, we,
0: and we, got, we got lucky early on because Ashley Barnes got a shove by Nacho. Fortunately, if it was offside. Yeah. Um, because that, that did look like a penalty.
1: No, um, absolutely a fr- would have been a penalty.
0: <laughs> and... Good, uh, what's his name? The Icelandic guy, Goodmonson, is it? Yep. Yeah, I think he he was he was running up and down that that wing, and he he challenged Check in the first half. Um, I think in the second half again. Uh, yeah. Against there was a tackle. Um, well, Checker was in on him hard in the second half on a tackle. Yep. But he was he was having uh, he was having a good game, uh, although he did have to come up come up against the beast as a um so that did make his life a little bit more difficult I did notice that uh, uh, the England manager was there Gareth Southgate and he was observing some of the Burnley players and he didn't have any Arsenal players to really observe it's a bit of a shame like, that the national side we don't have any players in the national team
1: yeah although he was able to take a look at Jack in the final 20 minutes which I thought he looked good
0: yes yeah that is, that is true and he did, he did make a difference when he came back on again
1: yeah, so or I mean... You're making the penalty. The penalty. I, I've, I've watched it so many times, I've yet to be able to find a replay that shows the whole damn play. All the replays... Seem uh, the camera foot, hasn't... The football picked. highlights have got three
0: angles. Oh, and really? I've had a look at them. Uh, yeah, they've got the live one. They come to a side angle and then they come from not behind the goal, but somewhere off the goal. There is a shove on his back... But on one angle, it looks like the defender, number five for them, I uh, can't remember his name, uh, number five for them, looked like he almost lost his footing and went, went into the back of him, but he still knocked Rambo down. Rambo deserves an Oscar. He made a huge oh, yeah. deal of it. He did. <laughs> and I'm not and, even mad about it. No, no, because <laughs> I, I, I think it was a penalty. Listen, we've had two or three Three go against us in in the same sort of way over the, over the last few games. Like I mean, you mentioned the uh, one at Watford, and I mentioned the one at City.
1: Uh, you, we talk about the one at Cologne. So there's there's, yeah. there's three penalties that were really really soft. We've got one. Yeah, Can and that's I, the way it works. And I mean, again, credit to. Uh, Aaron Ramsey for putting on a a fantastic acting job sufficient enough to to earn it but I mean no excuse for that from Tarkovsky I believe was his name number five Um, that's that's the guy yeah terrible terrible decision he was was
0: having a really good game the whole whole, he had kept he had kept Ramsey and he had kept uh, the other Forwards in, in in check all game all game. Mind you, Lee Mason was the referee, and he's coming into a lot of stick. I heard a stat on Talk Sports, so it's probably rubbish. But I heard a stat on Talk Sport that he's uh, refereed nineteen Arsenal
1: Premier League games with not lost one. Hey. We love you, Mason. We love- do. We love Mason. <laughs> do you think you think we can get him to uh, officiate the match on Saturday against United? No, no, we should have Mike Dean for that one. That would be oh. better,
0: wouldn't it? Because he's even better these days. He's fuck. he's he's our new number one fan.
1: Fuck, fuck <laughs> that guy. I hate that guy. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, I know, I know. But listen, he we we got some lucky lucky breaks against Tottenham. We go back to the Tottenham game, but yeah, he managed
1: he, he managed to give us <laughs> give us that result. Yeah, I guess it. So, so that that one doesn't help for all the bad ones he's given us. <laughs> Well would you, um,
0: we talked about, I think, Jay Cartwright from, is it the Emerald Bar in Moha? Hello, uh, Jay. Free advertising there. I want free beer when I come out there one day.
1: <laughs> Me too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he asked about Ramsey and he said, um, why didn't Wenger take Ramsey off? Complete waste of space today from what I saw. What do you make of that?
1: I I watched the match back and I made a made a point to keep an eye on him after seeing Jay's comments and I didn't think he was that bad. Uh, I think in the early minutes of the first half he made a couple of uh, questionable passes, but he he broke the line of pressure a few times. He helped carry the team forward a couple of times. I don't. And let me tell you, if you you can ask any of my friends, any of my mates, I I am like the person who likes Ramsey the the least. Um, I just, I've just i never been his biggest fan. Um, he's frustrated the hell out of me. Probably giving I it think that's, a, that's probably the, the best
0: uh, analogy. He is a frustrating player, like Ozil, a frustrating player. Uh, he's been unlucky with injuries over the years. Uh, I think he's had a good run in, in, in the team. Uh, played in the right position, the Ozil position, uh, he can shine. Uh, but because he has got to accommodate Ozil and he plays a, that little bit of a deeper role, I don't think he can get to play his best game correct but I would I, w- I would say for me um, Jay sorry mate I've got him down as my match positive I thought he just played well and he was he was one of the ones who tried to just break things down and create stuff and he did get us the penalty
1: yeah like I said I didn't think he was he was poor and, and for me to say that given my history of uh, frustrations with Ramsey and probably a few grey hairs on my head because of him um, I I would have to Disagree. I mean, maybe he saw something that we didn't see, um, but I didn't. I didn't think he was he was that bad. Uh, and in terms of,
0: but we do agree. If you give us free beer,
1: yeah, I definitely agree with that. Hopefully Jay agrees with that. Yeah, too. free beer. <laughs> yeah, okay, we'll see you at the Emerald. And what's your match positives? My positive would be Peter Check. Um, I think he's gotten a lot of stick over the last couple of. I guess maybe month or so um, people talking about how he's kind of past it and he's getting old and he doesn't look to be the same keeper he was maybe at Chelsea. And I mean, besides all of that, the fact that he has yet to save a penalty kick for wearing an arsenal kit still pisses me off, but um that's besides the point. Uh, I think he was he was great. He, every time he was called upon, whether it was a cross, a uh, corner kick, uh, that shot from Goodman. He City. made a great save from um, Goodmanson in yeah. the first half. And I didn't yeah, even think he hit stop. it. I, I thought it hit the post and, and went out. Um, watching it back, I was able to slow it down, and I realized that he got a finger on it, pushed it onto the post, and then yeah. and it went out. Funny thing, off of that, as I watched it back, I didn't realize that the. The commentator, so the ball was saved, hit the post, went out for throw-in. Uh, they awarded the throw-in to Arsenal because they obviously thought. Yes, the I know. And the, the Burnley and the, fans were going absolutely fucking nuts. Yeah, and on top of that, the commentator from the match on the on the broadcast said the Burnley supporters are are angry because they wanted a corner kick. And I'm looking at the TV like, wait, the ball went out the sideline. How the, how the fuck are they going to get a corner kick off of that?
0: Uh, I think they've done that all power shift thing. I got <laughs> I got some notes here that at the very start. Uh, commentators still on about the power shift, yawn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's
1: it's all uh,
0: news. But... One thing I did notice, is slightly, slightly off the football, it was nice um, across all the games in in the UK. There they the rainbow laces, uh, yeah. and there was the the banner going around saying this is everyone's game. You know, it, it, we are in. 2017 and it is it is for everybody so i think it's a nice touch um you know and hopefully it makes everyone feel welcome and everything else with it with uh game of football and people can can enjoy game of football
1: yeah i thought it was so a, your match post- as well
0: well oh, sorry not
1: no, just adding that i thought that initiative that they did as well across all the matches was was a positive as well
0: so, what's your match positives and your match negatives? I've done my positive. I'll keep my negative
1: very brief. And so my be. so my positive was check, like I just said, and then my yep. negative is going to be Arsene Wenger's tactics in that first half. Um, going back to what I just mm-hmm. mentioned is, like I said, how do we how do we press? I mean, the we essentially let them walk the ball up to midfield. They were possessing it in our half. There wasn't really any pressure on the ball. I watched the back. Uh, Ramsey would come out and pressure the ball, but the the space in between lines was ridiculous. I mean, there was at times there was fifteen yards between lines. You know, so between our defensive unit, our midfield, and our offensive players, there was just way too much space. And the fact that we were sitting so deep, you know, the pressure just wasn't collective. You know, Ramsey would chase the ball. Shaka would sit. but you know they would break that first line of pressure and then it was just – we just kept retreating, kept retreating, kept retreating. And we'd find ourselves at times at the edge of our box while they were just pumping yeah. the ball into the box. And unfortunately, Mustafi and Koscielny were up for the challenge again. Um, but why did we expose ourselves to that knowing what Burnley likes to do? And then in the second half, it, everything completely changed. We like I told you I had sent you a text message if we if we move up the field 10 yards when we don't have the ball it'll put them on their back foot in the second half that's exactly what we did we moved up a little bit we pressured from the front and in that second half they really struggled I mean they had a couple spells of you know maybe five minutes or so that they got into our half and were able to trying to cause a little bit of trouble but nothing too crazy but again that that small detail of, you know, let's let's move up the field, let's keep the ball, let's make them chase it, and let's make them play direct. Obviously, they're going to have, you know, those spells of five or six minutes that they're going to get into our half, and we'll have to fight it off and get back up the field. But why the hell did we give them 45 minutes to do that to us? I just didn't understand that. But I'm glad, as, as much as I say it's a negative in the first half, I'm glad that he was able to see that and make that adjustment in the second half.
0: It my my negative was he will be. I just think uh, the guy has <laughs> lost a bit of the shine that he came out. Okay, he came in came in and, and made, impressed us quite a lot in last season, the season, be- season before when he, he made his debut. Um, he's never been on the boil cor- correctly since he was poor in Cologne. He came on for Jack. I can understand taking Jack off. But Jack has only played one game in three weeks. He could have done a full 90 minutes. Um, there's a couple of things I've, I forgot to touch on. That Burnley had a penalty claim um, that hit Sanchez. They were claiming a handball. Hit his chair. Hit Sanchez and chest yeah well we should have had a, a penalty early on um for or before we had our
1: penalty for uh, against hector he was kicked in the in the midriff kicked in the bollocks or something like that i didn't think it was a penalty to be honest it was the one that he okay. got he got down he got into the box and he kind of the player came sliding through. i don't remember who it was but he kind of lifted the ball over him and he didn't the so the defender the ball hit the defender and as the follow-through he kind of made contact with bellerin I, I wasn't okay. I wasn't mad that they didn't call it to be honest with you. I did see some people on social media yeah. reference it, but i I, yeah, didn't, I, I, I didn't really think I did it was and there was there was, there was an the
0: article I think in the right. telegraph of The Guardian and they were saying and and we're all quite a few of us were having a debate saying well we've sort of a penalty at the fifty third minute or
1: something like that on Hector. Yeah. So how's that anyway, for the, how's to, that for being biased, right? Not saying that it's a penalty, it's I don't say that very often, so <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> we're we we you know we're modern men, we take things and we look yeah. things
1: the objectively we're getting, with at we're getting better at getting better at this.
0: Yeah, we've got to try to haven't we so we've got a couple of games coming up we've got a game tomorrow night against Huddersfield again another possible Banan skin I like their manager Wagner I really do like their manager and then we've got a big game a big game for me personally uh, because my brothers are Man United fans uh, so I'll meet up with one of them and it's normally a bit of a session but they're normally all sessions um, we're Irish uh, so against Man United and it's a bit of a it, it's a bit of a. It's Arsenal-Man United has always been since then, as long as I can remember. Mid mid nineties has always been a huge game. And then add the factor that you got that dickhead Mourinho there. Uh, you got the Mourinho anti football against Wenger trying to play a proper football um, thing what do you reckon? Let's, let's look at the Huddersfield game first before we go on to United.
1: Line so, up. so for Huddersfield I think he may make some changes. I wouldn't make a change to the back three. I know that I've seen on social media people saying maybe Chambers comes in or maybe um, Holding comes in for Castellani since he's had some some flare-ups with his Achilles and kind of rest him for the weekend but I think this becomes a banana skin for that reason. I think the if we overlook this match, looking at the Man United match is when we're going to get ourselves in trouble. So I think we go out there with our strongest team, maybe make one or two tweaks, and if the results going well, then you make substitutions to get some guys off and get them some fresh legs. But I think in terms of starting, the back, you play Ozil. Um, if he's not 100, percent I would, but only in the second half. I would, so I would start with the same back three: Cassioli, Mustafi, and Monreal. Which I'm going to add a stat there for you. Um, Mustafi's made seven appearances in the EPL this year. Um, when he's on the field, we've only conceded one goal, and he's had an 86% pass accuracy, which is pretty impressive for a centre back. Um, the only goal yeah, but they're, they're only passing to each other. Correct, but he of all the center backs, he does like to play the ball long, um, which he isn't bad at. Um, of the goal that he conceded, was that goal away to Stoke? Um, and when Montreal Mustafi and Cassiani have played together, we have yet to concede a goal. They've played five matches together. We've scored eight. <laughs> They've scored scored eight
0: conceded.
1: <laughs> they conceded zero, and it was. 3-0 three, three, uh, three at home to Bournemouth, 2-0 at home to West Brom, uh, scoreless draw away to Chelsea, 2-0 against Spurs, and this weekend uh, away to Burnley. So 13 points from a possible 15. So I think the three of them have to start. Again, if things are going well, maybe you pull off Koscielny, um or Monreal, depending on how everything's going. In the midfield, I think you keep O'Zeal out. Um, keep him for the second half if he's fit. I would put, push yeah. Rambo up. <laughs> I would, yeah, I would put Jack in the middle, push Rambo up with Alexis and Lacazette. That would be mine yep. starting eleven. How about you? And you'd have Shacke in there as well. Yeah, I, again, I think it's one of Shacke. He's one of those guys that when he plays bad, everyone talks about him. But when he has a good game, no one talks about him. So I think he, oh. I think I think that position is is a. Is a curse anyway because everyone
0: slags off Cochland, um, everyone slags off El Nelly, everyone slags off Shaka. Yep. Um it's they're the last line of defence before the defence. They can make rash tackles. They can, they they are asked to drop back in. It, things can go wrong for them, and they're the ones who normally cost us. Uh, you know, cost, cost us free kicks and set pieces just on front of the back three or four. So they're always going to come under criticism. They don't do all the flair stuff. Although Shaka can spray a ball around. So um, yeah. line up. I would go with similar line up to yourself. Um, I'd have. I'd like to play Jack and Rambo uh, but if the manager sees fit I'd play Ozil instead of Jack But uh, sorry Ozil and then drop Ramsey back um, but as I alluded to earlier on Ramsey is better playing in that, in that number 10 position so I, if Ozil's not 100% fit uh, leave a rest him, him
1: as you say give him a run out but I'd keep him for the Man United game yeah, I agree. And just kind of a note, um, Arsenal at home. I think something like their previous thirteen or eleven matches, they've won them all um, in the Premier League. So
0: we're we're into a twelve-game unbeaten run at the minute.
1: Yeah, so I, I think that's the. I mean that's I think that's something that we've been lacking for a while since we moved got, from hybrid. But to phone me on the phone. <laughs> Hit ignore.
0: So no shit. So no shit. So no shit. He went away. He's gone. <laughs> that worked.
1: Um, and in terms of Huddersfield away, they haven't won a match away from home since uh, Crystal Palace in August, which at that point everyone was being Crystal Palace. So um, since then they've They've, they've lost uh, five of their last six um, with one Carling Cup match in between. So five five defeats um, in the Premier League. They're not a bad team, though. No, they're not. But, I, I, I mean, they obviously don't travel well. I, I mean, they are 11th, considering their away form. Um, that's pretty impressive. But, I mean, they've scored nine goals all season. So you know they're going to set up defensively. They're going to sit deep and maybe – this calls for one of those games where you don't put Shaka in there, right? Maybe you don't need a defensive midfielder like Shaka, and maybe you can play someone like Ramsey and Wilshire or even El Yeah, but even how about if Ozil's fit, you play AOL up top, you play Shaka, or you play Wilshere and Ramsey in the middle, and you know the other the other players name themselves. But maybe you don't need that true defensive midfielder in so a match Jack like Jack, this. Plays
0: the, Jack plays the more defensive the
1: two, and Ramsey yeah. connects. Yeah. yeah well, and, that would work. And that gives you a lot of creativity. Yeah, do it yeah, he's not gonna do it. <laughs> <laughs> what's your what's your score prediction for that match? Score prediction I think that I can't remember what I predicted on the forum. Uh, I'll go three one to Arsenal. Okay, let me just write this down. So we have proof. Are you keeping a log of all this, are you? Yeah, I'll write it down. I'm gonna go three nil Arsenal. Okay. I don't think Huddersfield scores on us, and if they do, I'm going to be pissed off. <laughs> so. And what uh, about manure? I fucking hate Mourinho. I hate him so much. I He's mean, anti-football. Like you would think. I mean, yes, I'm Portuguese, and people say, "How do you hate him? He's Portuguese." I don't. I hate his style. I hate his personality. I just don't like the way he carries himself. It, I would like to see him, you know, obviously coach maybe the Portuguese national team at some point in his career. But I just, I hate his his way of being um, and his hatred between on, him on, and on the shadow of Portuguese, I was very impressed with your tweet to uh, the Brazilian Gooners. Uh, <laughs> I thought that was quite good. I'm gonna go, whoa, hey, listen, we're bilingual. Oh, yeah, <laughs> fluent. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, to- I hate... I hate him. I would love nothing more to beat them just because I have a couple of friends who are Man United fans and we have a group chat that we are very active on and during the match it's going to I tend I try not to be in the chat during the match just because I get really annoyed and I don't end up paying attention but I would I would yeah, absolutely I love to stop doing that given, on too many platforms. Given the amount of money that they've spent and bringing in Mourinho, I would love nothing more than to beat them but I mean, we all know Wenger's record against him isn't superb.
0: Okay. Uh, we've done them last year, didn't we? Um, yeah, but. It- yeah, we've done, we done 3
1: 0. Um, let me see here. Last year, 2-0 at yes, home. That, that,
0: that was the last time. Well, you remember I was talking about last time but the atmosphere in the stadium at the Tottenham game was just electric. The yeah. time before that it was anything close to that uh, was either when Cologne took over or uh, when Ozil just bossed the game and at half time, the place has gone, we've got Ozil. It was. It was a memorable atmosphere, but still nothing like the North on Derby this year.
1: Yeah. We, we won two nil last year. Shotgun while scored. Um, I think it'll be a much different game this year. Um, but we know he's going to set up defensively. He's going to park the bus and, and just try to, Mind come you, Walbeck does give up for that for a man United game, doesn't he? He does. And he gives us well, a, a different approach. I think he's, I mean, the thing is, is you can't, if AOL's fit, again, he's not going to sit any of them. So and he's the been out for six weeks or eight weeks, yeah. hasn't he? He only got half a game in a being able to bring someone like Welbeck off the bench in the second half yeah. is huge, right? Being able to bring someone like Welbeck right. and Wilshere onto the Who, bench. Who do
0: you think he would take off at maybe 65, 70 minutes Who Do you reckon he might take off? Would he take off Sanchez, maybe? Yeah. Ooh, would he take <laughs> off Ozil, maybe? <laughs> uh, would he take off Czech? Ooh, I tell you what, he'd never take off Lacazette, would he? Probably not. <laughs> nah, he'd never. Nah, that would be unusual. Wouldn't even cross I, his I, mind. I that wouldn't even cross his mind. But there, I, I tell you what, for once, that wouldn't be a bad shout, depending on how Laka is doing. Uh, Lacquer for Welbs. Um, yeah, that that wouldn't be a bad shout at say 65 minutes if if we're still in the game and, and pushing.
1: Yeah, but then again, if they're sitting so deep, maybe Giroud gets a call, right? Target man, put the ball in the box and let him get on the end of it. I feel like Giroud has a knack for scoring in games like this. Um, he's done it yes, against he does. pool, he's done it against Spud so maybe again depending on how they line up but the likelihood is that they're going to sit back deep and and frustrate Arsenal so hopefully the atmosphere is up for it the confidence is there and hopefully we can come away with it I'm going to go with uh, uh, It's a tough one here I'm going to say I'm going to say I'm going to go with 2-0 again same as last year ah
0: shit you've taken mine <laughs> 2-0. Uh, 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 uh. I'll do 2-1 to the Arsenal. I, I can't. I was speaking to my brother earlier today, and he's afflicted with the Northern bug. Um, and He's a Man United fan, and he said uh, that he could see it 0-0 or 2-0 Arsenal. He wasn't confident in Man United, but we're all like that when we're slightly under. Like we weren't weren't all confident going into North London derby. We weren't confident going into Chelsea game. And then the players are up for it, and and the, the team, and the fans get behind it even more so. So yeah, I will go two one, Arsenal.
1: All right. Hopefully, both of us are right in terms of the the outcome. Hopefully, I'm right yep. in terms of the score. <laughs> All right, so that takes us into uh, our Gunnar debate now that we've discussed the upcoming fixtures and previous match discussion. Hopefully, uh, next week when we record our third episode, we'll be talking about how we got six out of six points. Um, <laughs> in terms of our Gunnar debate, we have a couple of shout-outs here. So, topic we discussed or we're going to discuss is... Uh, Ozil and Alexis contract issues and sell or keep in January. Um, I want to mention Alan Simmons on Facebook who asked what happens in January. So we'll kind of touch on Ozil and Alexis right now, and, and we will plan to have and her, and Herbie Gooner on Twitter
0: at Herbie Gooner on Twitter also mentions uh, the similar uh, Alexis
1: Ozil uh, debate. Correct and and we'll also be sure to have a January transfer window specific podcast just to kind of be able to talk about everything and, and answer any questions or um, rumors that maybe we're seeing and we want to talk about, but in addition to that, also mention um, Michael Payton. Sorry if I said that incorrectly from Facebook. Patson, uh, Okay, he um, he brought up a, a good discussion that we could have in one of our next podcasts. Is he asked about the continuous moaning of Arsenal fans and tourists at the Emirates, causing a bad atmosphere at the Emirates? Um, again, something we can discuss. We appreciate the uh, I thought
0: that if. If we had lost the North London Derby, or if things go wrong on uh, Sunday, definitely a topic for next week.
1: Yeah, and also Jay Cathcart, our buddy Jay Cathcart, we're waiting for that free beer. Yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, he brought up a good topic as well, off the back of you know the the previous penalty that have been awarded um, in the various matches, but he he mentioned along with the video review, the possibility of a challenge system where similar to the NFL, um, I think that's a good topic that we'll be able to cover and kind of get some ideas off the back of that. So uh, thank you to those of you who sent us that feedback. Um, And as always, keep it coming in. But we'll, uh, for this week, we're going to talk about Ozil and Alexis. So I'll let you start.
0: I'll ask ask you a question. Scenario is... January or the end of the season pick, pick whatever time you like you have got to uh, one is going one is staying which one do you keep Ozil or Sanchez
1: I keep Sanchez and why I keep Sanchez because I don't think we have anyone in the squad that is as good as him and the same type of player I think Ozil Ramsey can play that role. Jack Wilshere can play that role. Obviously, not at the same level. Correct. Not at the same level, but you tell me who we have in the squad that not only can get the best out of his teammates, but can also create as much as Alexis does.
0: uh, that, I I would choose Ozil over Sanchez for the simple reason for what you said that Sanchez gets the best out of his teammates. Sanchez is effing and blinded at them in Spanish or Portuguese or whatever Italians <laughs> uh, speak. I think it's Spanish. Um, it is. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Educated Irishman <laughs> um, But. Uh, Sanchez is moaning and hitting the ground. Yes, he did that a couple of seasons ago when he was frustrated with a a play not coming off, but he's getting he's he's moaning at Ramsey continuously, sometimes valid, but I just don't think he's a team player. He's all about him. Ozil, I think we'd struggle to sell him, although he can go for free. Um, Ozil just, he, he comes under a lot of criticism. He's a very talented player. He's a luxury player, but off the two, just because he seems to want to be at the club more, probably because nobody else will have him, as I said before, <laughs> I would, if I had to keep one, I'd probably keep Ozil. Let us know what you think in the comments.
1: Yeah, it's 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 a tough one, right? And I mean, they're both different players and they both bring different things to the team. Um, I just think it's easier to find someone like Ozil than it is to find someone like Alexis. I think Ozil doesn't, for example, if Ozil was to go to Manchester City, or you know, does he get into that starting eleven? Where if Alexis goes to Manchester City, I think he walks on to that starting eleven in place of Sterling.
0: Why would he go? To, why would he go to Man City? Pep Guardiola wouldn't play him.
1: True. I mean, they had their issues in the past, but again, I, I just think it's. From my perspective, I think it's easier to find an Ozil than it is to find an Alexis. Just based on his passion, I mean, he he genuinely wants to win. And I'm not saying that Ozil doesn't, but it's just they bring a completely different mentality and and just desire. He, he, look,
0: he looks he looks more of, uh, passionate and looks like he wants to win more. Yes, I yeah. agree. So, what do you reckon is going to happen with either or of them in January? So, what I
1: think is going to happen so this well, I guess basically fingers v- v- v-
0: v- 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 just come out on uh, uh, on media yeah. saying that uh, none of them are leaving in January
1: yeah, well, Arson Wenger also said the same thing about Nasri and Sonia and Fabregas <laughs> and van Persie and the list goes on right That's I mean I, I think it's just him <laughs> him trying to make a stance and get the media off his back, but um what I think is going to happen is, I think Alexis goes, um, I really hope not. This is what I would like to happen. So, in addition to what Wenger said today, it looks, according to rumors, that we're going to bring in um, Raul's, I believe his last name is San Leahy, um, who is the sporting director at Barcelona. He was okay, Yes. He was a big piece. Oh, hold on. I got an interruption here. Just to let you know, Leicester are up 1-0 against Spuds. <laughs> <laughs> you shit you <laughs> so back to the regularly scheduled program um i think that bringing You'll in s-
0: you <laughs> always be shit tordno
1: you always be shit bringing in someone like him uh who was part of the negotiation of when alexis went to barcelona from udinese um i think he might be able to help with the negotiations i know that negotiations have broke down with Ozil and Alexis a while ago because they weren't willing to really talk to, um, I believe it was Dick law at the time. Um, so things have changed and I think bringing him in will maybe help that maybe change their mind. Um, maybe they'll see a different project in the background that maybe Arsenal is kind of starting to put some things together where yeah, new Scott, you Scott, know, yeah. Mm, the yeah. From yeah. Dortmund. So, Maybe he can help uh, with the negotiations, but what I would do is if if Arsenal is in the running for the title, which, again, we're 12 points back, the likelihood is slim, but, again, injuries happen. It could happen. We don't know, right? Um, and the Brazilians
0: don't like this cold weather that's coming up soon.
1: Yeah, So, and there's a few injuries. I know company might have a knock, and uh, John Stones is out for a while. So uh, I I just think there's city haven 't had the injuries that you know I think they're one or two injuries away from maybe that fluidity kind of breaks down for a little bit and it takes them a little bit to kind of get it back so I think if we 're in the running legitimately for even a top two finish, maybe even top three, I think we keep them i think if we sell them in january we're going to get discounted pricing right we're maybe going to get twenty thirty million.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, if we got 35 million for the pair of them, we'd be doing well. Might as well keep them until Correct. the end of the season, get into the Champions League spots. I'd like to win the league, obviously, but get into the Champions League spots, all of a sudden you get 50 million just by getting into the Champions League. So you'll get more money by keeping them than selling them.
1: Correct. And um, you, I mean, realistically, Arsenal could go without if you get 35 million for the pair of them. For Arsenal, given our financial situation, are they able to, you know, kind of wash their hands of that? Yeah, right? It's not like we're a mid-table team and we're not doing well financially and we need that money. That's not the case. So Mm -hmm. I think that if the situation is right, we keep them till the end of the season. And again, maybe within that time with the new infrastructure that's going in in the background, maybe it helps them change their mind, right? Maybe if things are going well and the confidence is high and they're getting along well, maybe they do decide to sign the extension. We don't know, right? But I think... We have to keep them unless things absolutely go to shit, right? Unless they're completely disgruntled and they're completely forced their way out, then yes, get them out because they're going to cause more problems than help the team. But I think that we, well,
0: that, that, that's my issue with Sanchez. I'm, I'm, I'm worried about him being a bit of a rotten apple. I think Ozil seems quite happy where he is at the minute.
1: Yeah, so I think it'll. I guess we'll really find out in January, right? Once the window opens, if we, <laughs> I guess that's that. At that point, that you know they're able to go, right? So. If they really want to go, they'll force it. Would, de-
0: would you do a deal with um, PSG, get rid of Sanchez and get Draxler in?
1: I would take that deal. I mean, I think he's a young player. He's, he's a good player. He's technically good. Um, I don't know if you saw the comment from Marquinhos uh, earlier this week. He mentioned um, he's played with Messi and Ronaldo and all those guys, but the one player he was most fascinated with and most impressed with was Draxler. Um, given his technical ability, okay. so I thought. I mean, take that with a grain of salt. But I thought that was pretty remarkable uh, comment given the same age. <laughs> given, <gonna come> <laughs> given the players that he's played with. But uh, I would. I mean, if the money's right, again, you're probably not going to get much money for for Alexis. But if you're able to get Draxler, in German player. Working with Ozil, um, I think that'll kind of sway him to also stay. And, and
0: the, the Ozil Mustafi thing seems to be, and uh, that seems to be working quite well because I think uh, Mustafi came out in a press conference after uh, the Tottenham game, was it? And he was about, being, yeah, because we mentioned him as one of our positive, positives, um, and he was on about how, how they come under criticism, and he's been under criticism, and uh, he mentioned something on the Ozil situation, and. I think they're, they're, they get on well because one of them play for the German national team, if you get a couple more Germans in, like, you can't go wrong with that. Look what we did with the French exactly. that we had in the, in the nineties.
1: Yep. And, um, I think that not only do we get a younger player, um, who's technically gifted, we also would be getting Alexis out of the EPL, which I think for me is a big thing, right? I, we can't continue to what we did with Van Persie to Man United, right? We can't, we can't strengthen our opponents, our direct competitors with arguably one of the top five or 10 players in the world, right? Why would we do that? Right? So I think if the situation arises where PSG says, Hey, here's 15 million and Draxler give us Alexis. I think we'd be stupid to say no.
0: I agree. Can't argue. Can't argue. So it's been good. It has. Uh, it was uh, nice nice getting some comments from some people, nice getting some feedback. Uh I'd really like you to keep them coming in. We can be contacted on Twitter. What's our Twitter?
1: At guns and ribbons. And what hashtag we decided is
0: guns capital N
1: ribbons. No. Is that what we said? <laughs> guns Okay. Um and ribbons guns and ribbons okay fine so we're guns
0: and ribbons hashtag we're at guns and ribbons on uh, twitter and we're guns and yellow ribbons on facebook Correct. email is info at guns and yellow ribbons dot yep. let us know what you think Yep, makes- Herbie, uh, Herbie Gooner, you mentioned about Cronky and Uzmanoff. Um, we will bring that up another day. Again, I think it, as the season goes along, I think I think we'll we'll we will tackle that debate again, and maybe we'll have some of you guys trying to join in or something like that.
1: Yeah, that'll like, be good. It's been, any final uh, thoughts? Oh my final thoughts are: a, we need to beat Huddersfield tomorrow; b we need to smash Mourinho on Saturday and C, I need Jamie Vardy to score three more goals tonight against those goddamn spuds. <laughs> <laughs> <Shot the arse. laughs> he's, he's already got one, so he just needs a couple more and we'll be good.
0: I'll tell you what, uh, gone on a slightly uh, off, off t- tangent and we should really stop. Um, Jamie Vardy, what do you reckon if he was at Arsenal? I think he would doing a flop, don't
1: you? Uh, I think, uh, it's tough to tell I mean he's he had a, a rough start to the to the Premier League but I mean the, yeah. the team as a whole struggled so it's tough to tell but, but hey he didn't want to be there so it's his loss
0: brilliant thanks very much everybody cheers for listening um, tune in next week uh, when we're We'll look over the Man United game and our upcoming fixtures, and we will inform you of what our topic of the week is going to be. Or, uh, on Twitter and Facebook. Thanks a lot, all.
1: Good night from me. Good night, everyone. Talk to you next week. It's good, a- it's good afternoon from you, isn't it? Oh, yeah, good afternoon. Sorry. Talk to you all next week.
0: <laughs> See you later.